Welcome to GovInnovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is how policymakers and program leaders can structure interventions for children and adolescents to help sustain their positive impacts as young people age. Our guest is a leading expert in social policy, Greg Duncan of the University of California, Irvine. Here's a clip. What I think is important is that if someone is thinking about intervention, they should definitely think and plan for gauging the extent to which impacts on intervention not only were present uh, when their program ended, but a year later, five years later if possible, um, but also to think about the ways in which uh, persistence might happen. And it's typically not something that is done now. As those of you know who are involved in social policy, many interventions that aim to increase the cognitive or social-emotional skills of children and adolescents have shown positive effects, but far too often their impacts quickly disappear as children get older. In early childhood programs, for example, a large-scale rigorous study of Head Start showed positive impacts at the end of the program year, but virtually no statistically significant impacts on cognitive or social-emotional or behavioral outcomes over the next several years. Other programs, on the other hand, have shown longer-lasting effects. In a new study published in the Journal of Research on Educational Effectiveness, Greg Duncan and his co-authors set out to identify the key features of interventions, as well as the characteristics and environments of the children and adolescents who participate in them, that can be expected to sustain persistently beneficial program impacts. To learn more, I'm glad to have Greg back with us on the podcast. He's a distinguished professor in the School of Education at the University of California, Irvine. Greg, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, Greg, you and your colleagues describe three different processes that the research suggests can help sustain benefits for children and adolescents. Tell us what those are. Well, the three different explanations that we came up with um, that are to some extent uh, complementary and to some extent competitive are uh, skill building, what we call foot in the door, and sustaining environments. Skill building is, I think, what comes most naturally to economists. It's the idea that if you can identify uh, key skills, build them up in an intervention, uh, you'll receive rewards into the future, right? So one might be um, early analytic thinking, right? That's important for a career. Build it up early. It's going to help in school and it's going to help later. But, you know, another might be gratification delay. It's uh, sitting in front of those marshmallows for 20 minutes, right? Some people think that's very important. Grit is another. Angela Duckworth is promoting this idea. So it's identifying those key skills and building them up early and, and then being satisfied that when a child goes forth with those skills, it'll produce uh, rewards uh, into the future. But that's just one explanation. Another comes from uh, prevention science. And we call it foot in the door, but it's really the idea of not building up a, a skill permanently. It's coming in with the right intervention at the right time to get a kid through a period of risk or uh, to take advantage of opportunities that might be available, right? So you can think in early education uh, in the early grades of getting into kindergarten or first grade and having to repeat the grade or being assigned to special education, right? So even though those kind of programs, especially special education programs, can be structured very well, light touch, get a kid back on track, sometimes there are channels into which kids go and rarely come back, right? So you could think of, of that, uh, that getting off track early on in uh, the elementary school years 
as a risk, right? And maybe early education programs uh, provide enough of a boost so that they keep kids out of special education, they keep them uh, from repeating grades, and then uh, keep them on track. In fact, if you look back to the Abbasidarian intervention in Chapel Hill, kids in the Abbasidarian group had 20 percentage point lower special education placement rates, 25 percentage point lower grade failure rates, right? So maybe one of the ways that Abbasidarian produced its long-term effects was getting kids through this period of early risk. In uh, high school transition, that's another uh, risk period. Kids come from middle school into high school and sometimes lose their way. There is an intervention called double-dose algebra that the Chicago Public Schools put together, which was uh, directed toward kids who whose test scores were in the bottom half of the distribution in eighth grade, and they got two algebra classes rather than one in ninth grade. And not only were their, their grades in algebra, their rates of passing algebra higher at the end of ninth grade, they did better in geometry, they did better in their ACT math scores, but they did be even better in their ACT verbal scores, had higher graduation rates, had higher college-going rates. So it, it wasn't just the algebra. Failing algebra gets kids off track, right? So uh, maybe that double dose was kind of a foot in the door to enable kids to do well in high school, hang in there, graduate, and, uh, and go on. So that's number two, foot in the door. Uh, number three is what we call sustaining environments. And that's the idea that uh, an intervention is only going to have transitory impacts unless there's an additional intervention afterwards that builds on the, the gains, right? Uh, one metaphor is that the intervention will uh, provide a charge, and then these are charging stations afterwards that recharge that charge, right? So if you have an early math intervention, um, kids uh, going into kindergarten in low-income schools uh, often um, are treated to instruction that presumes that they don't have the math skills that they learned in pre-K. Uh, there's not additional instruction directed to them. So uh, having a kindergarten classroom with instruction tailored to the kids' uh, uh, level of achievement uh, is one way of not only bringing up the kids who don't have the skills, but continuing to build on the skills that kids who do have them. That's really useful. It's probably worth noting, Greg, if I'm right, that this is not a checklist or a prescriptive set of factors that every strategy needs, but it's a way of helping policy and program leaders think about the ways in which sustained gains might be created for a particular policy setting. That's right. And different interventions may be able to sustain impacts in different ways, right? If indeed uh, you can find this magic bullet skill grit, let's say, if you can change it permanently, then you don't have to worry about foot in the door. You don't have to worry about sustaining environments. Uh, and similarly for uh, foot in the door, right? If you recognize these periods of risk, you know, teen pregnancy prevention is, is an example where uh, it's really just in the teen years, right? You want to get kids through this risk period. Uh, it's not that you uh, never want them to have kids, right? It's just this risk period, right? So when you're through that risk period, then that's it, right? And the skill doesn't matter anymore, right? And you don't need a sustaining environment. So uh, they're really independent of one another. But uh, what I think is important is that if someone is thinking about intervention, 
they should definitely think and plan for gauging the extent to which impacts on intervention not only were present uh, when their program ended, but a year later, five years later if possible, um, but also to think about the ways in which uh, persistence might happen. And it's typically not something that is done now. So in the case of pre-K, it's thinking about what happens after pre-K, right? It's talking to the K-12 uh, school system to talk with them about collectively, how do we sustain these gains? That makes sense. One thing that the framework does, as you've noted, is cast a new light in thinking about why successful interventions were actually successful. That's right. If you uh, think about Perry Preschool or Abbasidarian, Jim Heckman's work on uh, Perry identifies uh, conscientiousness as one of the things that Perry built up. Uh, but Perry also produced sustained achievement effects. IQ impacts faded out quickly, but math and literacy effects persisted through uh, childhood and adolescence. People don't uh, realize that oftentimes. There were indeed impacts on an assortment of non-cognitive skills, but there were also home visits during the Perry year. I was talking with the, uh, the Perry designers, and, uh, and some of them were part of the interviews that they did with mothers when the kids were age 15. And the mothers recalled with some trepidation the home visits because they were very well organized. They were very scripted, very well thought out. And if you think about sustaining environments, right, if you build up the parenting component through home visits or in some other way and produce a, a richer home environment after the preschool year, then whatever gains you get from Perry's year, year and a half of, uh, of preschool could be sustained through a home environment, right? Abbasidarian provided full-year, full-time daycare for five years. It enabled moms to go into the labor force and earn more. So family income was 30% higher across childhood. That is a potential sustaining environment. So, you know, if you think about these three mechanisms, uh, it might give you an idea of, of how to design programs so that you build in this sustaining environment. In other words, think about the synergies that can occur between the different mechanisms that you discuss. For our listeners, I will post a link to the article by Greg Duncan and his colleagues. It's called Persistence and Fadeout in the Impacts of Child and Adolescent Interventions. My thanks to Greg for giving us an overview, and thanks to all of you for listening.